0: Thank mm-hmm. This is Danielle Zabchank, host of the Parable Podcast. And today kicks off one of my messages of our summer sermon series. Today, you're getting one of my latest messages, hot off the presses. And we are going to be sprinkling these over the course of the summer. And there's going to be a couple that we're going to dig out from the archives as well. Thanks for switching gears a little bit with us so we can be allowed to take a little space to enjoy playing games with our kids, sipping iced coffees and relaxing on our back porch. Just a little bit behind the scenes of this message. This was a tough one. And it's called Parenting Your Parents. And so when I first got this message title, I was a little confused as how I was going to take this. And I really think the main reason is because obviously, I wanted to be respectful of all generations. And ultimately, we are all going to be parented at some point in our lives. So It was one of the hardest things to write about, but I think because there's so much in it. And so as you listen to the sermon, you will hear that there could have been five or six more sermons out of it because there's so much content here. But really, it's just an appetizer. So don't worry, I have tied in a little bit of my parables along the way as well. And I hope you enjoy this message entitled, How to Parent Your Parents over the last couple of weeks we have discussed marriage and parenting and friendship and today we're going to talk about parenting our parents now to be honest i kind of laughed when i received this topic and i wondered is this is this really necessary um but if we look at the overarching cycle of life this is a part of it too right And it can be complicated because we hold the tension of difficulty and the truly precious relationships in our life at the same time. And I believe that we all need to be parented. So to help start us onto the same page, I'm going to kind of reverse engineer my thought process a bit so you can track with me on why I feel we all need to be parented. I'd like to go all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible in Exodus and we're in the first half of the Bible called the Old Testament and Moses had just led the Israelites out of slavery under Pharaoh and he goes up to the mountain to have a conversation with God explaining that these people, they are relentless complainers. And God tells Moses to assemble everyone at the base of Mount Sinai. And for the first time, God speaks to his people directly, and he lays out the Ten Commandments. And some of you may think at this point, well, geez, God is a real party pooper. I mean, these people have just come out of the shackles of slavery, and now you're putting more restrictions on them. Aren't these rules just telling us what you want us to do? And from my point of view, I would think, okay, well, God is just trying to set us up so we can fail. Author Angie Smith wrote, the point of the Ten Commandments is to show us how much we need him. At the very beginning, humans couldn't get it right. We'd go from Adam and Eve, the Israelites, and over and over, and they never would. The Israelites and ourselves are no different. We're never gonna be perfectly following his rules to a T. It's just not going to happen. So God comes at this crazy time to give his kids, who are grown adults, guardrails to protect them because he loves them. He wants them to be truly liberated. And you have to wonder, what kind of love is this? What kind of love would look at someone who is broken and rebellious and say, I wanna heal that, I wanna make that right? and I love you even in your weakness, why wouldn't we want a parent like that parenting us? When I say we all need to be parented, most of us may have a knee-jerk response inside ourselves like, I don't need to be parented, I'm an adult. Well, ding, 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 this message is for you. Three words that just kept coming back into my mind this week is honor, authority, and rebellion. And these are powerful words that kind of help shape the overarching theme that I'd like to share with you today. And one of these uh, 10 commandments that God shared with his people, I'm sure many of you already know it, Exodus 20.12, it says, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Honor in the Bible is far different than the accolades of honor we give in award ceremonies in our culture. Honor described in Greek is to estimate in respect of worth, to hold in a high regard and reverence. And your parents are the people God chose to raise you out of everyone else on earth. But what does it mean to honor them? In some of Paul's writing, we'll see in Romans 12, 10, you can find the word love synonymous with the word honor. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. So if we value and love the relationship given to us, wouldn't that mean in return that we are honoring God with that relationship? If we can't honor each other, how can we respect God reverently? Honoring others, however, goes against our natural need for wanting our own authority, which is to honor and value ourselves. As we grow up, little by little, authority is chipped away because we want to pull away naturally from our parents into our own person. And a lot of people don't like this concept of authority because it means someone is above me. They are overseeing me, and they're pretty much in charge. It's like we're taken back to our 16-year-old self when our privileges are taken away. But the authority in our life at that moment most likely was because it was out of love, because someone cared enough about our well-being. Just like God was showcasing His authority with the Israelites. My parents, they said yes a lot, and that meant they loved me, but they also said no a lot too and that was out of love as well. We may not have understood their authority in that way, and so sometimes we rebelled. I'm the type of person that if you tell me not to do something, I desperately want to do it now. (laughs) There is this little bit of rebellion that excites my heart and makes me feel like I am fully living. We have a favorite restaurant in uh, the Barrington area called Region, Hashtag not sponsored, okay? They have this appetizer called rock steak, and they bring out this giant rock to your table that has been in a 500 degree oven all day long. And alongside it is this beautiful plate of thinly sliced marinated steak that you lay on the rock, and then you get to cook it at your table. Like, how fun is that? But as the server puts down the rock, and it's also noted on the menu, they say, please, don't touch this rock. And they also do that for their own liability. Like, they're caring about the guests. They want you to come back. But in my head, I'm just like, I can't wait to touch that rock. <laughs> and it is the challenge. It doesn't make any sense because if anything, I'm the one choosing to hurt myself. Did I do it? Of course I do. I do it every time we go there. <clears throat> because deep down inside, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. And that translates into no one needs to tell me how to spend my time, how I can spend my money at home goods. If I want to pick up a dead jellyfish on the beach, I should be able to do that. If I don't fully stop at a stop sign. Do you hear the tone I have? (laughs) Looking at it from the outside, it feels like, oh, Danielle, that is a selfish rebellion. And that, folks, is where our human rebellion and a- comes against authority and clashes against honor. Can you find yourself somewhere in that too? Because we're literally back to being just like the Israelites. So no matter the age, we all need to be parented. But please hear this. This is from a biblical model of honor and authority, not what it means in our day and age. We all need someone in our life to give us those guardrails, to be a person of authority that we honor and respect so that we can live long in the land the Lord God is giving us. We all need to be parented. But what really is a parent? A parent is someone who helps you and protects you and guides and cares for you. They look over your spiritual and emotional and physical development, and at times they put the guardrails in place lovingly with discipline because they want the best for us. So as a child grows up and becomes their own person, if all of that was there in their own childhood, then that translates into an amazing adult when the time comes, protects, and cares for their parent in love. We all fit somewhere in the circle of life, if you will. But when you put it like that, being parented is out of the love of God. I know you, some of you are kind of wondering where you fit in on this idea, because humanity's need for rebellion, sin is unfortunately a part of our world, and you may not have had parents that knew that honoring your, their child was also honoring God. And I know many of you have, are sitting here with a parent who has treated you in a way you did not deserve. There was betrayal, abuse, and deep wounds of trauma. They didn't see the value that you had. And you certainly didn't have to respect their authority. For some of us who had to grow up too soon, maybe to become the parent yourself, I'm so sorry that someone else's sin was taken out on you. And for that, I realized there are definitely different boundaries that need to be set in place. So you feel safe, and in no way am I saying that that kind of authority is right. So what does it look like to parent our parents? One story stood out to me. When Jesus was 12 years old, every year, people traveled to Jerusalem for Passover. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Now, before you go ahead and think, like, I wouldn't have left my 12-year-old back in Jerusalem, they traveled in caravans. There was a lot of family members and friends. Sometimes the men took a separate route, sometimes the women. So the kids were just kind of everywhere. Um, So they didn't have any other reason to believe Jesus wouldn't be with them. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day, and then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. And when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting with the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers, and when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said, son, why have you treated us like this? And your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. I know I would be beside myself as a mom, just thinking about I wouldn't know where my kid was for five days. They did not have the Life360 app on, so you couldn't tell where he was. It goes on to say, why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. And then he went down to Nazareth with them. It was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in stature and wisdom and in favor with God and man. Initially, our reaction when reading the story is like, wow, Jesus, that was a really dumb decision. Okay? Why didn't you just let your parents know where you were going and who you were going to be with? We don't have the whole story and it does make me feel a little good that some families struggle with miscommunication but something to keep in mind is that according to jewish faith when a child turns 12 years old they are now responsible for their own actions and they can decide for themselves how they would like to practice their faith but just like jesus response didn't you know i need you to remove any of that 12 to 13 year old sassiness to his response but hear it from a place of genuine heartfelt didn't you know didn't you know our true authority is protecting us he's protecting me in this moment jesus was parenting his parents by practicing his faith honoring his heavenly father and respecting the authority of god in his life. We see Jesus growing into who he was about to become. He was naturally pulling away from his parents and still learning the best way to honor them and God. We can pull out a sense of listening and learning from this story, and we should be lifelong learners because none of us will ever arrive. We just won't. And we have to be careful at saying i fully understand this i know exactly everything that i need to know and we need to live open-handedly instead of immediately asking why have you treated me like this think about the other side there are so many layers to everyone's story at the end of this passage mary is also treasuring these things in her heart wondering what happens next She's possibly placing her trust in her son who is the actual son of God. What did she learn from her son in this moment? Is this the undoing of the rebellion that we learn about honor and authority where it needs to be? Parenting our parents, it doesn't have to be negative. My friend shared a great perspective with me the other day. She said, many parents would say that they put their greatest investment into their children. So as we get to a place of parenting our parents, if honor and respect and true authority are in there, isn't your return on investment going to be tenfold? It's such a positive investment process. So how does this play out? There are a lot of stages of parenting your parents and accept that this is never going to be perfect. There's gonna be tension because it is a change of what we've always known any transition is going to be uncomfortable remember that we all need to be parented and that feeling of authority and rebellion it is bound to pop up from either side so if you find yourself in a parenting relationship that is rocky know that conversations are always going to touch a nerve and they'll possibly bring you right back to that feeling of being a child and i would encourage you to prayerfully communicate. Avoid falling into the same traps and the same motions of the past. And you can still parent your parents by setting up boundaries. You can say, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. I would like to talk about this another time, and it is okay to say no. You can honor your parents even when you have repeatedly set up boundaries And it takes a lot of time, a lot of patience. If your parents have passed on, I don't believe that this doesn't apply to you. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in our life that does a great job of reminding us daily. And I don't believe everything is by chance, so the memories that come into our mind, positive or negative, can still be learned from. You may not be able to parent your parent now, but you have reference to look back and say, oh, I would have done that differently, or I can see why they did that now. That can be very healing and comforting. One quote that I think about every now and then is from one of my favorite shows, The Office, and mixed within the humor is the reality of knowing when to step in for your parents when they can't do it on their own anymore you wonder, how do you know when it's time to step in? The character Phyllis says, I don't know if you'll ever know. And if you wait for the day for when your parent comes to you and says, I can't take care of myself, that's never going to happen. It's very delicate because no one wants to be told that their independence is being taken away. But as an adult child, you realize it's for their safety because you love them. I have a friend who's 90 year old father. He lives with him and his wife. He has Alzheimer's and he cannot be on his own anymore and it is a blessing to have that time with him. But it's also still very challenging. He is fortunate that his dad is kind and loving. There's so many families that deal with that, that, suffer with the pain, the anger and the frustration. We can parent our parents by advocating for them in a doctor's office. We can parent them by keeping them safe. We can parent our parents by just being with them. If you are in this season of life and it is overwhelming, it's okay to ask for help, to get support, and utilize resources in the community to know that you are not alone in this. A few years ago, my parents decided to move down to Illinois, which I know most of you are like, why? All right. But it's because of me, okay? They wanted to be close to our family, and while they wouldn't go back and change it now, it was a pretty crappy season for them. There was a lot of transition and broken job promises and loss of finances. Now, as their adult child, I felt for them. I, I listened to them, I cried with them, and I supported them unknowingly i parented them because that is what they taught me just to be a good human (laughs) i was honoring and respecting them because we all need to be parented in uncomfortable seasons of our life when things are confusing i would even say that our kids at 10 and 13 they parent me when i'm down or i'm confused or overwhelmed they care, and so they encourage and comfort me in the ways that my husband Eric and I hopefully have modeled for them. Providing emotional support to your parents in a challenging season is parenting them. In my early 20s, I would say that I was very black and white about what I believed. I needed, and specifically, in a husband, what I thought God wanted for me. I had a long list, a long list of things I expected, and one of them, I would never marry someone who was divorced. Well, then I met Eric, and he is divorced because of someone else's unfaithfulness and unwillingness to continue their marriage. I tell you that because I needed to learn about grace. The grace that god gave me for my mindset and who am i to tell someone that they are not worthy enough for me when another person's actions are reflected on them because certainly god saw him as worthy in fact just recently as last week and when i shared this idea with my my family my dad thought about it too and he said if he didn't understand god's grace at that point as well he would have never approved of our marriage either. God is always working in our hearts. Change happens when we parent our parents. Sometimes it's a slow process, but know that we're not always gonna agree on everything. Sometimes we may have a different faith, different opinions, and that's okay. The good news is that we have the opportunity to listen and to learn from each other no matter our generation. And is it gonna be perfect in all of these stages? No. It goes back to what Scott suggested last week that has stuck with me. It is persistence over perfection. We need to be committed to trying in sometimes very small ways. Think of today's message as that beautiful rock steak appetizer so good. That is the jumping off point. There is so much here. There's a lot of content here and we all have unique relationships. And how can you spend some time reflecting this week on what that looks like for you? Whether you are the parent or you're the one that needs parenting right now, I encourage you to put yourself into both positions because the reality is we are all going to be there. So I have a few takeaways for you. The first is, how can we honor our parents this week? Maybe it is putting an app on their phone for the 67th time, okay? Maybe it's sitting with them in a doctor's appointment and advocating for them. Maybe it's just listening. It's possibly just setting up a boundary, saying no. Another option is being open-handed with your relationship with your parents or vice versa. It is a posture of continual listening and learning and building up empathy and compassion. And finally, it seems simple, but literally just praying about everything. When you're washing dishes, when you're going to bed at night, when you're on a walk, just constantly coming to him over and over in prayer. He's not counting how many times you say the same thing. Like, he loves that, and it's constantly surrendering our own rebellion over and over so that we can honor him. I know this message is not going to capture every unique detail that is in your relationship that you have with your parent. Saying to parent your parents and actually living that out are two very separate, different things. <laughs> The fact is, relationships are complicated. They're beautiful and they're multifaceted at the same time. I know I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is this. God loves you completely. He loves your parents wholeheartedly. And if we choose to persistently, persistently honor God's authority day in and day out, He's gonna work in our own hearts so that we become reflections of Him, not only to our parents, but to everyone that we are in relationship with. We all need to be parented by a lovingly heavenly Father who cares our, carries our burdens as much as He carries our joys. That's what I know is true. So why wouldn't I have the desire for Him to continually parent me? did you find yourself somewhere inside of that message? I think we all can. I know I did. So I do have a few reflection questions. I did mention them at the end of the sermon. But let me just remind you, number one, how can we honor our parents this week? And it can be as simple as helping them figure out how to download photos from their phone to their computer. Uh, Maybe it's going with them to a doctor's appointment, listening, or maybe it is just setting a boundary. And I I know that's it's easier said than done, right? Number two is being open-handed with your relationship and vice versa, just to be in a posture of listening and learning and and building up that compassion and empathy. And finally, simply, practically, just pray about everything. You know, if you are going through a hard season with your parents, I'm sorry for that. And I think it's something that we can continually bring to our Heavenly Father's feet over and over. So I'm gonna be putting up some ideas about parenting your parents on socials this week. So if you have any comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can follow me over on Instagram or Facebook. And thank you to my technical producer of a husband for Eric. He has such amazing editing skills. Clap, clap, clap. Thank you so much. That'll do it for today. I'm grateful that you took the time to spend it with me. Remember, your parable showcases how God loves you, even in your rebellion, or in my case, a steak rebellion. We'll see you back again next week on the Parable Podcast.